Welcome to Podcast Me Anything. I'm Matthew Passy. I'm Tom Kelly. And tonight, you notice we have a third person on the on the screen with us here on the Get Vocal Chat. We are chatting with Brandon Hull of HelloCast. Brandon, say hello. Hello, everybody. Hi, Matthew. Hi, Tom. <laughs> hey there. We are talking about podcast planning tonight because HelloCast has a fantastic platform. Went live just a few weeks ago, or came out of beta just a few weeks ago, that will help you plan your entire podcast process scheduling interviews getting guests lining up your information all this great stuff that will you know a proper plan will help you be very successful in your podcast venture and so we'll talk a little bit about what goes into proper planning what the platform can do for you uh you know sort of what the onus was for creating this and what brandon has learned along the way we've talked a little bit previously about you know the right hosting the right equipment the right mentality going into this so now as you're getting ready to actually produce your podcast you should be well prepared to do that uh before we get started i also mentioned to tom one of these days uh both tom and i will both be healthy for this show uh this week tom is feeling great i am a little under the weather uh, as you might hear in my voice if you've listened to us before uh and i think brandon also has a cough going on so uh ahead of time i'll i'll ask you to excuse all of us uh, we're all trying to uh, get through things. But before we get going on uh, the big topic of the, you know, on our big topic for tonight, uh, what I want to start is talking about this Luminary news. Uh, so if you're not familiar, Luminary is this new podcasting app that came out. It's a consumer app. They are being billed across the board as the Netflix of podcasting uh, because, you know, they are charging people to consume content on their platform. Uh, so, um, and it, it has, it has made some interesting headlines. So, uh, either one of you want to jump in. What have you seen with luminary so far? What has been like your big takeaway from, uh, the news coming out of there? I've seen nothing but a train wreck so far. <laughs> I've, I've seen a botched launch from a company that should know better given how much financial backing they've had. It seems like they've walked into the room wanting to own the room and wanting to uh, everyone to be excited about what they're building with no thought to what the, the industry existed before. Like, And not just an industry, an actual community of people that interact in real human ways uh, before they arrived. It's as though they thought everything was broken and they've got to fix it all. Yeah. it's Yeah. Know, it's, oh, go ahead, Tom. A lot of these, you know, these new startups with venture capital backing, the word they always use is uh, disruptive. And I think they're going for that, but they disrupted the wrong people, perhaps. So just, well, yeah, train wreck, like Brandon said, for sure. Well, yeah. What like- almost seems like, too, just the, the slogan, you, you go to Luminary's uh, social channels, their website, and I think their tagline or their slogan is, we are podcast. And it just seems like right out of the gates, awfully... Uh, awfully full of themselves uh, as they're just arriving on the scene. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned they're getting so much support. I mean, they had a hundred million invested in them uh, to build this platform. The idea was they picked up 40 large scale podcast shows, some that preexisted. They launched a couple of new ones uh, and those are completely exclusive. You have to be a subscriber to get access to them. But what they also did was they basically, they used the Apple API. They grabbed every single show pretty much on the Apple platform. And you can go in there and listen to every show. This show is currently on there. 
Um, although I will tell you, I did send them an email asking them to remove podcast me anything and cause bots from the platform. Tom, I hope you're okay with that. Totally fine. Yeah. I think the thing that's interesting is there's a word in YouTube or uh, YouTubing called freebooting. And it's when someone takes your video, they re-upload it on their platform and then they monetize on the downloads. And that's essentially what they did. A lot of other uh, podcast clients, they use the API from Apple. Overcast does it. Marco Arment, who is kind of spearheading this, I wouldn't say anti-luminary campaign, but he's been the main voice of it right now. I mean, they pull Apple's API, but they don't cache the MP3 files on their own, uh, not CRM, I forget what the uh, their term is. They don't re-host the files. And that's kind of the main issue. It's like they're stealing your master files and re-hosting. So yeah, it's, it's a huge... It's a huge deal. And another thing that came up about all that is if you don't pay for the Luminary platform when you're listening to podcasts, as my understanding is they're running ads in between show, which means they are directly profiting off of our content, which one, they never asked anybody if they could do that. And two, they're not sharing any of those proceeds with anybody. And I understand the overcast of the world, the Castros, the podcast addicts, all of them take our content, put it on their on their app. You know, Overcast basically is a replica of the iTunes store. And yes, they sell ads, but they're banner ads. They're not content ads. And God forbid, you know, you do a show and then in between your show and your next episode or your show and the next person, an ad runs that is just completely counter to what you believe, to what you stand for, that you would never, you know, be okay with that's that's just not cool no and and not only is it not cool to do that to do it with right up front your message being that you're going to fix podcasting and make it an ad-free zone that you're going to fix podcasting and and provide a premium offering and then scoop in everybody else to your advantage primarily because you're trying to create you know a closed community i think is is uh, it's it strikes me as extremely galling. It strikes me as uh, extremely arrogant to come in and want to pull in everybody's content so they can tell the consumers that there's a vast library, but to really be focused on that premium library, it just kind of blows me away. And I know they've backtracked on some of the technical aspects of rehosting files or, or how the files are shared. But from what I understand, the latest, um, I don't know, conversation about it that I heard, it sounds like your data might still be off based on listens through the Luminary app. So it, it's almost, it, it just seems like uh, there's there's a desire to use the existing podcasting podcast world um, while you're building your little empire here of a premium podcast offering or podcast channel or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, a lot of shows have uh, requested takedown notices. Notably, it started with uh, The Daily from the New York Times, Reply All from Gimlet. The next big one I saw was The Joe Rogan Experience has to not be on the platform whole bunch of other shows followed suit today. I saw lots and lots of people tweeting at them saying, take me off. Uh, there are instructions on their website if you don't want to be on there. One thing I also saw was they were stripping data from people's show notes, uh, including especially if they had donation links or if they had their own sponsor messages in there. And that uh, that bothers me, especially for my other show. I do a show, Cause Pods, and the big, you know, what I'd like to do is all of my guests we set up a donation page for a 501c3 that they choose. 
we are going to try and raise money for a cause that is important to the guests coming on the show. And you're telling me you're stripping that out. Like that's just, that that's just wrong. And, it's, and like you said, it's in bad faith, but you know, this is also one of those situations where bad news is good news. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are downloading it. A lot of people are trying it. I did try it. I wanted to see what was this, what was so great about the user experience? What was so great about the listening experience that makes this so revolutionary? And I don't see it. Yeah. Kevin Goldberg at Discover Pods uh, wrote uh, his own uh, post, I think just within the last few days, that where he strongly declares Luminary will, will fail. And here's why. And then he shares some other insights on them. And he says, the user experience as just a podcast playing app is, and he says, dot, 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 decent. I mean, but it's not <laughs> groundbreaking enough that you feel like you need to export all of your existing subscriptions and import all of them into the, to Luminary to make a switch for what? Like there's no reason to make a change if you're an avid podcast listener. Uh, at least that's his take on it. And I, I tend to agree with him. Uh, you kind of get used to the podcast playing app that you are, you know, you're, you're in a groove with. And the idea that you're going to suddenly switch to them with all that they're doing, uh, I, I just don't see that happening with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I think the show notes specifically is just such a, an important companion piece to your podcast and stripping all, I mean, not even just like the the links and the sponsorship links, but they're stripping all the rich text out of it. So my show notes are very neatly formatted with proper links, rich text, hyperlinked, and it is just one wall of text. No links, no nothing, no formatting. It it it. I think it reflects poorly on me in my show because they are improperly displaying it. And And I mean, whether or not that's a bug, I don't know. I saw something about Marco saying that like stripping the sponsorship links and like Matthew said, the charity links, that's like a manual process. You can't just pick and choose what stays, what goes. So it's, it just sounds like nefarious. It's a bad UI. It's a bad UX. (laughs) Like it's, it's just, yeah, ugh, it's it's bad. I'll stick to pocket cast. I'll say that. <laughs> so as you can tell, the panel here gives Luminary a ten out of ten. Uh, big investment. <laughs> uh, go try it out. You're going to enjoy it. We're uh, all in. We're all in. We're all in. We're ten totally in. poo emojis out of ten poo emojis. Right. <laughs> so somebody's going to rip just that quote of me saying ten out of ten, and then they're going to be like, "Dash podcast consultant gives Luminary it ten out of ten. Maybe we should give him a chance. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll right. very quickly change my mind for a little bit of money. Though. Okay. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to give us a piece of that hundred million to keep podcast me anything is exclusive, uh, <laughs> we're for sale. You know, we will just sell out in a second. No. We hey, won't. I'll take I'll take a tenth of the money, and I'll give you one fiftieth of the headache uh, that comes with that. If you're an investor, <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I, I'll give you no drama, and I won't even ask for a fraction of what they uh, what they've commanded so far. Well, so speaking of you, let's see if we can get some, if VCs are listening, as we said earlier, let's see if we can get some interest going here. So Brandon Hill has been invited on. He is one of the co-founders of HelloCast. The tagline is they make podcasting easy. And so the whole thing here is it's an all-in-one platform for helping you organize, prepare, plan, and perform your podcast. So Brandon, before we get too deep into, you know, the features of the platform, let's talk a little bit about like, what was the onus for putting this all together? You know, why did you even dream this up? Well, so I host a podcast called Freelance to Founder, and I have done so for the last couple of years. And there's uh, a fair amount of moving parts to it. Um, One of the reasons for that is it has been a narrative 
podcast. It starts as the foundation of an interview with a founder, a person who's started a side project or um, uh, was, a, was genuinely a freelancer and turned it into a business. But what I found in building my plan for each season was the amount of labor I had to go through was just, it was frustrating for me. And I, I think most people that do interview shows can probably um, relate to this. The idea of having all of these aspirational guests, all the guests that you want to have on your show, a running list of all of those people. Um, and what's the status on reaching out to them? Have they committed? Have they scheduled? Uh, have they, have I recorded the episode? Um, what's the status of all of these people? and my episodes at any given moment. That coupled with the fact that I have a lot of research I do on the guests before I would have them on. Um, I would have links I would collect. I'd have their bio. I, I'd kind of want to know what have they said recently on social. Um, I had tried to do this in Trello. Um, I built a custom uh, system in Airtable to do it. I tried to do it in Google Sheets at one point in time. And all of those things can totally be done uh, if you want to tweak things nonstop. But I felt like it would be awesome if all of this existed in one place. And it was for my, if for my system, for my situation where I've got episodes I need to worry about and their statuses, guests I want to keep tabs on and all their contact details, and maybe even potentially sponsors and which sponsors are going on with which episodes and all of that sort of thing. And um, after getting tired of tinkering with that over and over again, and it actually frustrated me enough and I felt like enough podcasters I saw complaining on whether it was Reddit or in Facebook groups about getting burned out and getting frustrated with all of the off mic work. I thought it seems like that, that part of it, the administrative part should be much easier. It's not sexy, but it should be much easier so people can do what they can get more time doing what it was they wanted to do in the first place, which is be on a microphone, talk to people or run their own shows. Um, so I worked with a developer that I've worked with in the past named Phil Baylog. We, uh, we created HelloCast to hopefully accomplish exactly that. There's certain things that we don't do and not so sure that we ever want to do, but all of the tedious stuff we can do. Well, and I definitely want to start by talking about that whole idea of pod fading and burnout and just getting you know overdone. You are good podcasts require real effort, real work, real research in your case. And yeah, there's another post that we just put up the other day in podcast me anything talking about using only famous people as a way to grow your show and you know why that could be lazy, not effective for various reasons. So, you know, take us through your process as far as freelance the founder, kind of the why you get so in depth, what it helps you with and why you've been able to sustain the show for so long as a result. Well, so we do uh I, I would never suggest that I'm a podcast expert when I know so many people, whether they're HelloCast customers or just people I know who've done thousands of episodes, and I'm not in that world. I just know that with the episodes that I've done, um, that there is a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, whether it's an interview podcast or not an interview podcast, if you want to do it well. And I think... I think my my aha moment or my crossroads moment came before HelloCast existed. When I opened, I use Overcast as a podcast player. And when I opened it one day to look at the discovery or the explore section to see new podcasts, maybe I should be uh, listening to or just uh, you know finding out which ones are recommended. As much as I love Overcast and Marco and all of that, honestly, all of the ones that are recommended are what I would call professional shows. Um, professional broadcasters, journalists, <laughs> or um, 
you know, people that are celebrities, former YouTubers, whatever it is. And indie podcasters keep getting pushed down on the uh, highlighted, spotlighted side of things. And my feeling was, besides promotional things that you do, um, the quality of, of indie shows needs to continue to rise. And again, I think the more time that you can spend or the more the easier it is to plan for a good show, the more likely you are to have a good show, as opposed to hoping you can wing it by just hitting record and being funny or something like that. I mean, you're going up against professionals who know how to communicate. You probably need to do a little bit more prep work. So uh, again, that was kind of one of the things that le led to this was I want to do, I need to do my own prep work to feel like I've honored my guest on my podcast properly and I'm giving listeners a unique experience listening to my podcast versus any other of the millions of interview shows that exist out there. And um, not millions, but you know what I mean? And um, <laughs> it was having a way to compile all of my own show research, turn it right into show notes and have it all at my fingertips. That was important to me. So I didn't hate doing that work. I enjoyed doing that work because I could do it easily. And then, you know, focused on the actual conversation with the guest instead of dreaming up things to say in the next two minutes because I hadn't done my, my, my homework on them beforehand. I'm, I'm curious, you said there are certain things that you don't do that you'll never do. What are some of the things that you sort of have elected not to bring on to HelloCast? Uh, there are an increasing number of tools where you can record and reorder certain segments of your uh, podcast mm, that are right. emerging. Alatu, I know, is one of them. Uh, Bill Henderman has one with uh, Shortwave. And these are really cool to tools that make it easier to kind of build your segments and reorder them and reuse uh, pieces of your podcast for future episodes. And really intriguing, I think. Um, that's just an area... I don't want to get into is, is that piece. Uh, we have no plans or desire to get into hosting either um, for a, a ton of reasons. Uh, I think there's more than enough hosts out there to begin with. Well, one, um, one less and they have different <laughs> angles, but uh, that's just another area that I don't want to get into it. And, and so there's some pieces that we recognize we'll need to, or should consider strongly integrating with, um, but doing it all within HelloCast. We're not really interested in doing that because, there's not too many Swiss army knives out there where you use every single tool on it. From my experience, you know, we don't use all the features of word. We don't use all the features of Excel. There are certain things you do really well with it. And, uh, we want to, we want to do the things that we do extremely well. And obviously there's features we can always add down the road and plan to, but we want to do some basics and that is helping people plan their episodes better, not just publish them really well, like a host would do and keep those files, you know, the uptime 99.9%. We, this is stuff not we're focused on right now. Yeah, no, no, makes a makes a lot of sense what you're saying. So take us through what would be you know the typical user experience. They sign up there, uh, you know, probably they already have a show if they're investing money in a platform like this. You know, what would they do to sort of get themselves in a good place using the platform? Well, we we factor that in. Uh, we know that that anybody that's going to spend money, uh, even if they're doing a, like a trial with us, um, is likely to have a podcast already. So when you first sign up, the very first thing that you're able to do is do a search for your podcast name. It searches the uh, in, within HelloCast. Uh, it searches the Apple Podcast directory. And once it finds you, you tap on it. It'll show you a sampling of your most recent episodes. You click on a, a couple buttons and it imports all of the episodes that uh, Apple Podcast knows that you have available. If you've capped it out at, say, 300 or something like that, it won't bring in more than those 300, even if you publish more, obviously. 
but it will bring in all your back catalog, not because we think that you're going to do something with those in HelloCast, but just so you can see them all first and foremost to have an immediate uh, immediate visual of all of your episodes. You can search them, you can find them, all of that sort of thing, and understand how the episode details come in. And once you've done that, um, there's a number of customization choices you can make, but you can immediately start adding potential guests, potential episodes, marrying the two together, any number of things. However you plan in advance, you can start thinking in the future about what you want to do with your next episodes. But for me, for example, I might have an episode that is just an idea for now. It's something I'd like to be able to cover in the future. So I can create an episode and mark it with the status of an idea versus it's an, it's a, it's outlined versus it's now recorded versus it's released and now it's promoted. Um, I can have statuses, for example, for all of my episodes and all of those statuses can be customized. That's usually what most people are doing after they import their podcast is creating all of these customized statuses. And then they start doing the planning with future episodes, future guest ideas, all of that sort of thing. Gotcha. And so what, you know, what are some of the tools that this could replace? You know, like, like you said, you're not going to replace your hosting. Um, yep. You're not going to replace your squad cast, which we were talking about before we went live here uh, on the stream. But what are some of the other tools out there that podcasters commonly use that they could stop paying for if they just, you know, pick this platform? Yep. I don't know that uh, I don't mind admitting that I don't know that there are a variety of tools that you'll immediately stop paying for. Although we do have some ideas for a couple of tools that we think we can do a lightweight, adequate version of within HelloCast, uh, i.e. scheduling guests, um, for example, within the platform. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, so there's some little things that we think we can do that might that podcasters might be paying for right now. The biggest thing that we see an advantage of is that you won't have to bounce around from one app to another app to another app. And an example of this is HelloCast for me personally, the way I personally use it is it is a full contact manager for me, for all of my guests, and including the maybe 50 or 75 um, potential guests that I'd love to have on or approach to have on the show at some point in time. I don't have to go to my Gmail contacts. I don't have to go to my iPhone like it's all there, their YouTube link, their whatever link, all of that. I can drop in a bio that I copy and paste from maybe their website. I can drop all, all of that in and it's a complete contact manager all by itself. Meanwhile, I can attach those people to episode ideas that I have in mind. Maybe I want to talk about um, online courses or something like that and, and best practices for building online courses. And I think one guest in particular could be a great uh, a great speaker uh, or a guest to have on to speak specifically to that. I can attach that guest to that episode and all of the details are in one spot. So before I used Google Sheets and Trello or Google Sheets and Airtable or Google Sheets and Airtable and I had to go to my Gmail contacts for all my people information and all of those are swallowed up now with, uh, with HelloCast. I don't have to worry about statuses, guests, even my sponsor information. I don't have to worry about separate spreadsheets it's all in one place now which it's just nice to know i can log in and have everything in one place that that's at least that's how my brain works so i i know that it hasn't been around for all that long and so it's tough to have you know a whole vast array of data but anecdotally talking to some of your customers talking to some of the people who helped you test the platform considering yourself you know how much again it's it's tough to mon it's tough to put it into a number but are is there, have you noticed that people's 
uh, drop-off rates, their pod fading has been reduced by using a tool like this. Because, and and let's just be frank as well. There have been other podcast planning platforms that have existed before this. Um, this one looks very smooth. It looks very nice. It it got a nice big splash when it came out. But but you know, in in researching this and talking to this and in dealing with your customers, like what have you found? How much can this help a podcaster stick with it and you know be a little bit more successful? That is that's amazing that you asked that because that is absolutely a metric that we have in mind. Um, it's too soon to speak to that, to be honest with you. I just be in full transparency, but I I do have a hunch that if people use HelloCast consistently, I think that we're gonna find that the retention rates, the lack of pod fading with our customers will be significantly higher than those who try to go it alone and piece it all together. And they're a one man or one woman show and they're doing the behind the scenes work as well as they want to be great on, on a mic or, you know, uh, in an interview uh, scenario. And I, I, my gut tells me people will get frustrated and grind down because of all of the work that they have to do with little payoff for that. And my hunch is that that will be a major metric for us. But it's, it is honestly too, too soon to say. We, we opened up in beta uh, to a, about four dozen um, paying customers in December and just opened up publicly, what, within the last like 10 days or something like that. So it is, it's generally too soon to say. But the anecdotal feedback is awesome. Um, I know I have to say that, I suppose, but <laughs> I, I have Facebook messages back and forth with, with customers. Um, they catch me however they want to catch me, whether it's Facebook or just one-on-one messages, email or something like that. And I, and I genuinely hear great things. And they're from legitimate people who uh, have been podcasting for a, a long time, not just people who took this up you know, two months ago. It's people that are experienced and that have had their own workflow that they've relied on for a while that they, you know, they had to relearn a system with us. We are a productivity tool. And I, I genuinely hear great things about how much life is easier knowing it's all in one spot. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about my own workflow. And yeah, that would be super <laughs> convenient. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure there's plenty of people like myself who I haven't even wanted to attempt any kind of interview guest, remote guest-based show because I know how much work is imminently waiting for me there. I mean, I'm looking at starting a fourth podcast currently, but I... I don't want to touch like a guest show because I guess there wasn't anything like what you're offering. And it seems like you had a need for it. You created a, uh, a tool to help your needs. And that's usually the, the companies, the products and services that do best. So, I mean, maybe, maybe I'll start a fifth podcast in the future with, uh, <laughs> using Hello Gas. So what the that's, heck? Let's start another cool. one. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that point that you bring up, Tom, about like some of the best services, some of the best tech companies, some of the best solutions, even some of the best podcasts. I've discovered with CausePods, some of the best content comes out of totally selfish needs. You know, like I had a problem. I wanted to fix it. As it turns out, a lot of other people were dealing with that. And so it became successful or it became, you know, in demand because of it. Uh, So I, I do always find that interesting that that, you know, that seems to come up a lot. Yep. I, and I don't, I genuinely don't want to be ever come across, especially in the podcast community as some sort of hype man or something like that, where HelloCast is like a magic wand or something like that. But, um, because I, I, I also, I also know that 
as a podcaster, if you want to be taken seriously, you're going to have to have a media host. You know, you're going to have to have a legitimate uh, system for delivering your files to your audio files as a subscription to your to your your listeners. Like that's a must have. Um, but then you get into the luxuries and having your own website. There's some podcasters who don't even worry about having that. So, am I a necessity? Nope, I'm not a necessity. I, am I a peace of mind tool? Yes, I am. And I even look at it like people fall in love with the idea of podcasting and start to fall out of love with podcasting because not because of the podcasting part, but because of that production part and the uh, the tediousness of some of those tasks. And I've even joked with my co-founder, Phil, that I want to make people fall in love with their podcasts again if they started to get burned out or frustrated or anything like that. Yeah, no, that's that's it. Like you said, it's it's a nice to have. Um and to your point, if you're someone who's investing a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort, if you're making a real go at it, it might be a need to have just so that you can manage this effectively, not go crazy, not get frustrated, uh, not lose out. We should probably say, and I should have said it earlier, but we are not being paid in any way, shape, or form. We're not being compensated for this. I'm pretty sure Brandon was like a little hesitant to be like, y- you want me to be on your show? Like, really? Um <laughs> So, and just talk about HelloCast? I don't know about that. Yeah, like he he did not pitch us. I saw HelloCast and Brandon and I got to talking about other stuff. I was like, you should come on the show. And he's like, are, are you sure? <laughs> um, so just just so we are all clear, this is not some sort of uh, advertorial uh, content that we're doing here on Podcast Me Anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you were asking about if there's other things that it saves people on. And I neglected to mention this, but I, I just went through this personally not six weeks ago. Um, I have kept backup files of all of my podcasts on my hard drive on my Mac. And um, as any podcaster knows, especially those who produce far more episodes than me, that is a scary proposition, the the size of these files. And you just can't do that endlessly. And um, this Mac, while it's a powerhouse in processing, it's terrible on hard drive space. So could I get an external drive? Yes. But I now use HelloCast to upload all of my backups of my audio files attached to the episodes. And we, we have, for the foreseeable future, no storage space issues. Other than a 100 megabyte file um, up, upload, um, you can upload your audio files if you just want a backup copy of those. So it doesn't sync with like Dropbox and Google Drive and all of that sort of thing or with your local computer. That's a whole other beast. But if you just want to make sure that you've got that audio file off your hard drive, but it's available if you ever need it, that's yet another thing that I started using it for and cleaned off my own uh, my own hard drive with all the audio files. For the record, he did pay us to throw that in there. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that is that is a nifty feature, and, and uh, you know we'll we'll wrap this up pretty soon. And I'll, I have a couple of uh, back you know other questions I want to ask you about and other features that could be coming on the platform. Uh, before we go, because we are hitting the 10:30 mark here, and what we like to do is shut down the stream to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, stay here on the Get Vocal platform, open up the last seat, let people come on, ask any questions that they might have about podcasting. Obviously, Brandon's here, so if you have questions about the platform, now is a great time to come on in here, chat with him, ask him some questions about how it could work for your show. But if there's anything else that's been bugging you about your podcast and you want you know, some help, uh, three experts here in the room right now. I should say two experts and myself. Uh, so Brandon, um, any, you know, anything else big in podcasting going on right now that's sort of piquing your interest, Tom, I'll, I'll sort of 
posed it at you. We started with the Luminary stuff. I'll mention quickly Pipa, Pippa, however you pronounce it, was acquired by ACAST today as well in, in big news. But any other trends or interesting stuff that you guys uh, want to throw in here before we, we close it out? I just want to say, I think, I, I and again, I haven't seen HelloCast yet, so I haven't worked in there, but... I know like I listen to several podcasts that talk about workplace productivity. They'll do episodes upon episodes of task managers, all different kinds of systems. I don't think that's a luxury for someone like me who has a little bit of ADD tendencies. That's an absolute necessity. I would not have my life together without a system that worked for me. So if this is something that can really get, you know, get you through that kind of pod fade, that burnout it, I think it could absolutely be a necessity, something that is absolutely mandatory for someone to keep going with their show, some some system like this. So I'd uh, like to throw just throw that in there. I, I've definitely been my, my life has been changed by great task managers. Brandon, you can mail that check to in care of Tom Kelly at uh, no, <laughs> Tom Kelly at money dot com. <laughs> Brandon, anything uh, anything piquing your interest right now in the industry? We haven't you want to. So I made a comment earlier about um, discovery. And when you open up, I, I so I'm going through a little exercise on my own here. I've got about 12 different podcast playing apps installed on my phone right now specifically to see how they highlight podcasts in their discovery or explorer sections. I've been very disappointed so far because it's the same podcast that we always see on the top 50 list podcasts you need to listen to. It's always the same ones. Um, and um, that piece is, is a, is a frustrating one for me. And I'm starting to wonder if there's going to be a need by indie podcasters to band together in different forms of podcast networks. Um, and I don't mean that like in luminary ways. I mean like in legit <laughs> grassroots um, where we're all looking out for each other type of networks. There's a part of me that increasingly thinks that could be necessary for discovery purposes because even the podcast playing apps, they, they, they can't not show Reply All and Serial, uh, I guess, and The Daily and, and podcasts like this, but to almost exclusively feature the massive, well-budgeted podcast is disappointing, and I think that that's an that's something that's that's going to have to we're going to have to come to terms with that as indie podcasters here over these next eighteen months as more and more of the quote-unquote pros get into the business and start you know throwing their weight around how we get found and get discovered. Um, we're going to have to do some work where we band together. I feel like oh, that's a great point, and uh, I think a great place to leave us here tonight. So uh, if that is of interest to you, I promise you we are probably going to talk about that a little bit more here in the private Get Vocal chat room. Uh, you know, there's a link to this room in the description on YouTube and Facebook. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely tackle that a little bit because, yeah, it's an interesting topic. It's one that comes up routinely all over the place. And um, I have some ideas about that. I think other folks have some really good ideas about that. And maybe uh, we can explore them together. Anyway, this has been Podcast Me Anything. We've been chatting with Brandon Hull of HelloCast. If you're interested in checking out the platform, it's hellocast.co. We will include a link to the platform in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and we've probably already 
They don't have their own Twitter handle, but we've mentioned them, so you should be able to easily find them. <laughs> uh, we'll tag Brandon, and he's got a link to it in his platform. So uh, thank you for joining us here tonight on Podcast Me Anything. Stick around for the live AMA about all things podcasting. Uh, he's Tom Kelly. I'm Matthew Passy. That was Brandon Holland. Thanks so much for being here on Podcast Me Anything tonight. <laughs>